If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies, from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your GEICO agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. Good morning, this is Father Louis Skirty, Mass from Home, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And of course, it is the 12th Sunday of the year, but we have to start with Happy Father's Day to all of you who are fathers, and all of our fathers who rest in peace. God bless you all, and thank you for being fathers and good people. Lord be with you, and with your spirit. a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to mention the idea of fathers, because it is Father's Day, and Jesus inviting us to get to know him and know the Father through him. But before that, Let's look at the scriptures as they presented today. Poor Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a um, an unpredictable prophet, a great prophet, and he was uh, the prophet who looked into the signs of the times and told people, you know, this keeps happening. We're going to be destroyed. Our temple is going to be destroyed, and and people didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear his critiques. That's why that section begins with, um, I hear it on many sides, terror, terror, denounce him, denounce him. Because eventually he was denounced quite a bit in his lifetime. Because he was doing what is good, because he was doing what is right, because he was focusing the people's attention to God and not their own selfishness. So no one wants to hear that. No one wants to be criticized. So, of course, the mobs criticized him for saying what was right. And eventually he was even thrown down into a cistern and left for dead. But Jeremiah was a great prophet and he kept coming back. Now, notice how when he's speaking these prophecies, and these prophecies are written down maybe by him, maybe by his scribes, he's, he's telling what's going on in the status of his life 
denounced, denounced, everyone's persecuting me. And then he turns to God and asks God to be his champion. And he places himself before God and says, I, I trust you. I, I know you're going to take care of me. Now he does something that's very uh, typical Old Testament. Uh, Show me the vengeance that you're going to take out on my enemies. With Jesus, that changes. Okay, We don't go for the vengeance and pain of enemies. But he is talking to God and, and very confident in God that God will be his source of strength. You who are the just, you who you probe the minds and hearts of the just, let your vengeance be on them. But as he's saying this, the part of Jeremiah that is more optimistic, sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord, praise him. He's the help of the poor. He's the power over the wicked. So Jeremiah is slowly revealing to us his relationship to God, and we'll call God our Father. And the relationship is that God the Father seeks justice, but also can be relied upon and will comfort us and give us what we need. That comes clearly across in Jesus' lifetime when he speaks to the Father and, and invites us to get into the heart of the Father, knowing the Father. And he touches that today in, in, this, in the Gospel of Matthew. But we'll touch that in a second. And then we have who is Jesus, basically, in, in uh, the letter to the Romans. It's a lot of Old Testament, New Testament stuff that gets combined today. Paul looks at creation from the time of Adam until the time of Moses when the people of Israel had the law as a period of death that basically how we would say it as Catholics is the gates of heaven were not were closed okay so nobody can get so those who died just died and who knows what happened to their souls their spirits but basically they were waiting that's why that great painting of the resurrection that is very popular in the Byzantine art and Byzantine churches of Jesus at the resurrection, reaching down on one side to Adam and Eve and the other side to the patriarchs as he breaks the, the, the stone of death and he's opening up the gates of heaven to our ancestors that go back into the beginning of creation. Because Jesus becomes the, the presence of God the Father on earth and a new way of a new law. And then Paul reiterates, although the, the transgression was pretty bad with Adam, and the people never reconcile themselves to God. When Jesus comes on the scene, the reconciliation is greater because through Adam, many men and women died, but through Christ, we have all received the graciousness of God. So hope, okay? That, that's very important for us as Christians, hope. Jesus shows us the way to the Father, okay? He gives us hope. Um, he, he is the new law. He's not just a Decalogue of Ten Commandments. He's the new law. And the law covers everything we do, but it, it's summarized in the great law. Love one another as I love you. Love your sister and your brother as I love you and as you love God. So, as he reveals us to us who God is, today is very interesting. And he tells his apostles, don't be afraid of anything. Now, this was written during the time when the church was being persecuted. Matthew's Gospel is around 80, and there were great persecutions going, coming from Rome to the, the, the Roman Kingdom, the Roman Empire, and into Palestine, any areas 
of, of the holy world that of the whole world that was occupied by Christians. Persecution was reigning supreme. So, <laughs> so the author Matthew quotes Jesus as Secrets will be revealed, and everything I tell you will be out in public. The world will know it's true. Now, of course, Matthew, the author of this section of Jesus' Gospel, is looking forward to the resurrection and into the signs of the times in which they're living. In other words, to the people who hear this for the first time, don't be afraid. God is with you. And in light of the resurrection, everything will be revealed. That what you're doing, following Jesus Christ in your faith, it's going to be strong, it's going to be right, it's going to be right on target. And don't we need to hear that today? And he makes it very clear uh, as to the next level of life. Uh, don't be concerned with the person who can destroy your body, but be just concerned with the person who can destroy your body and your soul. In other words, evil. So, yes, evil can destroy your body, but real evil that we imbibe, that we take in, can destroy our souls and bodies. So, right attitude, okay, living in the light of Christ. So, that's really, really very interesting today. And Jesus tells us how important we are because, um, like, look at creation. See those birds out there? God knows every one of those birds. All the hairs in your head are counted. God knows everything about you that is to know. That's great. But coming from Jesus for us because we need to know that he leads us to our Father in heaven and he makes it very clear you make me proud of you on earth and I'll make you proud of you in heaven with my Father but you embarrass me on earth hmm. you're going to hell <laughs> my words not his but basically he'll denounce you before the Father so you wouldn't want anything like that to happen so what does that mean quality of life respecting ourselves and respecting our figures in authority, those that we are just figures and just authority, acknowledging our weakness at times and our influence of evil at times, acknowledging how bad things are like something delicious. St. Thomas said sin is delicious because it meant that sometimes we do things that are bad because we feel good about it. We feel empowered. Okay? And that could be abuse, that could be ridicule, that could be prejudice. We feel good because we feel better than the person we're putting down. Well, that's sin. And, and yeah, it's delicious for the moment, but it's sinful in the long run. And it's, it's living in the darkness. And that darkness is the darkness that will condemn our souls and bodies to eternal damnation. So Jesus is telling us all this today as we as, as Americans celebrate Father's Day. So it's a good time for us to look to God the Father who takes care of us, who's listening to us, who's, who knows everything about us, who, who reads our intentions. He reads your mind, he reads your heart. He, he knows where, we, where we're going in our lives. And Jesus is sort of very proud of his Father, as we should be of our fathers. Now, never been a father, of course. Uh, that's why people call me Father, but it's a different kind of Father. Father of people, which is nice. It's great, great title to have, but it's not a biological father. And those in our society who become biological fathers use God as our role model. And using God as a role model for your children, your children should be able to come to you 
in good times and in bad, to seek you out, to, to ask, to, to plead, to get guidance. And that means you have to be there with your children. So loyalty to your own children, your own spouse, loyalty to the family is so important. It, it, it's emulating God. It's doing what God does. And we're made in the image of God. Now, if we change our minds and we want to do it our way, and there are those people who have children willy-nilly and, and abandon them, and so many of our households in our society are fatherless, that's a sin. I mean, you, you want to say it with a big S and a small S, that's a ridiculous behavior. Because you can reproduce doesn't make, make you necessarily a father. And I'm only talking to men now, okay? And because you can reproduce, that's a gift that you have. We're obligated to use it correctly. Use the gifts of procreation correctly. When you as a father give birth to a, a child, you are supposed to be there in place of God the Father because your actions show that child what God the Father is all about. Who listens to all of us, who takes us all in stride, who loves us, and who wants us never to be afraid. I remember my father. I, I, I was never afraid of my father. And, and any kind of protection I needed, got it from my father. Uh, my first swimming lessons from my father. He wasn't a good teacher, by the way. Um, he often let me sink, but he was right there to pick me up. Uh, he was really more confident that I swim my, my own, but I never learned that from him. But he used to take me out, and finally I learned how to swim by my Aunt Dar uh, Dottie, which was Uncle Jack's wife. That's another story. But um, protection of the father. I always knew that I could depend on my father. When, when uh, I was off to the seminary, it was my father and mother who said to me, as in the back seat of their station wagon with all my luggage and, and possessions, um, if you ever want to change your mind, come home. Okay? And never lose your art talent. The day my mother found out that I was going to the seminary, in a letter that, of course, she read before I did, um, she shared that with my father. And that night, I was putting my shoes on in the kitchen. And I, was, I remember, like it was yesterday, I was tying my shoe. My father was at the table reading the daily news, which he always did. And he turned to me and says, um, uh, your mother says you want to be a priest. And I sort of, yeah, I think so. I'm going to go to the seminary. He says, okay. He says, whatever you want, if you ever change your mind, we're here. No challenge. No, don't do it. No, yes, do it. Your mind. So the respect that my father had for me and, and stayed with me all my life and throughout his life, is, is memorable. That's the kind of respect, not exactly like my father did, because each one of us is different, but that's the kind of respect our children should have for us, and that we have for God the Father, because we can depend on him, we can tell him anything, and he doesn't condemn us, unless we condemn his son, unless we ridicule his son. So we have to live the life that Jesus, the new lawgiver, gave us here on earth, loving one another, respecting, going out to peripheries, going out to the margins of society, and helping one another, feeding, clothing, respect for one another, giving not only alms but respect to all people. That's God the Father's message in his son Jesus to us. Now we are going through very, very difficult times in our society today, both civil unrest and COVID isolation period. 
challenging periods, but periods, nevertheless, that can prove us. We can prove who we are, how dignified we are, how respectful we are, and how made in the image of God we are, by how we react to one another. Destruction is a sign of Gehenna, the devil, Satan. Destruction, violence, is not ours to do. That's the devil. If we are peacemakers, and we build up society, and we work with one another, and we feed one another, and respect one another, and live together as human beings, we're imitating the Creator's intention and the role of His Son, Jesus, in our lives. Happy Father's Day to all of you who are fathers. You've got quite a challenge that never ends, as you know. And mothers, thank you for supporting our fathers and your husbands. Children, be respectful to your fathers and mothers. Fathers, love as God loves. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.